And welcome to another episode of Stack of Stats. We are back to the stats. In the previous episode, I was joined by a mindset coach to talk about the mindset and the psychology behind doubt and self-confidence. So make sure you go back and check that one out. It's a really good one. Something that we definitely all needed after a shitty 2020. But we are back today, though. And my golf partner in crime, Anthony Charter, is back to talk about the fourth leg of the Florida Swing. And that is the Honda Classic played at PGA National Champion Course. So to quickly recap last week, Charter and I, we did start a stack of stats bankroll challenge. And that is starting each week with $100. And of course, with the hopes of building that up, Charter absolutely crushed it. And he started with $100 and converted that to $235 in part thanks to a Justin Thomas plus $2,100 outright win. Charter, my man, how good are you feeling about your process right now? Yeah, it was pretty legit. Draft games wasn't so great, but I mean, I made my money back and had a really good showdown on Saturday with with JT's round. Um, So yeah, it was good. And then, you know, I had a bunch of bets. Actually, uh, had a really good head-to-head week. Um, I think I bet like 17 or so head-to-heads i posted a bunch of them and i think i only had four wrong all week he had Um, a couple of sweeps you can see those on twitter had the retweet and he was definitely somebody he is in canada so he doesn't necessarily always have the same matchups that we do um depending on what book you know they all kind of vary but absolutely crushed it and we're here to try to crush it again this week me well let's kind of not really talk about me i didn't do so well but i am taking the week off to refresh and hopefully come back strong next week but let's get back and do the nitty-gritty and that is talking about this course it clocks in at just over 7100 yards it is a par 70 it is considered a par 70 but it is still considered one of the hardest courses on tour absolutely every year the three toughest holes there is a stretch that that goes from hole 17 to 17. And why? Because there's water. There's so much damn water. And what are we looking for on this course? Accuracy. So Charter, what can you tell me about this course and which key stats are we focusing on this week? Yeah, it is the second toughest course generally they play all year long. Um, it, it usually plays at over a stroke over par. Um, and yeah, there, there's water on play on 15 of the holes. If you look at an aerial view, aerial view of this course, it's literally just all water. Water. <laughs> they just built the course on a gigantic lake. It seems like there, you know, mm-hmm. there's bridges everywhere. Every every hole has water on it. Now some of the some of them isn't really, you know, like in play. But yeah, 15 of the holes definitely have a lot of water in play. So you want a lot of accuracy. Um, you know, like, like distance isn't hugely important this week. It can be a factor, but like most Jack Nicholas courses, placement is huge. So if you're wayward off the tee, you know, or you can't control your driver, you better be toning it down a bit um, because there's water looming. Now the rough isn't as high and penal here, but generally <laughs> there isn't much of the rough before you find some wet stuff. Yep. So bring your rowboat because that's where you may find yourself. But looking at the field this week, we have Joaquin Neiman. He's is the highest ranked player in the field. Others who have won here are an enter playing this week include Keith Mitchell, Ricky Fowler, Adam Scott, and Pedrog Harrington. Then of course you've got Sun J M who won this event last year with a six underscore. So that right there tells you all you need to know about how tough this course actually is. And fun fact, Brooks Kepka has a brother. His name 
is Chase Kepka, and he'll be in the field. So that's yeah. going to be interesting and fun to watch. And then you've got Lee Westwood, who's also playing this weekend, coming into this event with back-to-back second-place finishes. He finished tied for fourth in this event in 2020, so it's going to be interesting to see if he can keep this run going. I read an interesting article about him that the reason why he feels that he is doing so well is because he has his fiance as his caddy. That's fun. And so it's kind of just somebody there to not really – he says he already knows his game. What is a caddy going to do to help improve? Not much at this point because he's been playing for so long. So instead, his caddy, having being his fiance, is kind of just helping to keep his mind in check, his mind at ease, and not having that pressure. So I really well, like that part about him. She is a sports psychologist. Well, there you go. And it's so. not a coincidence. I'm going to tell you, it is not a coincidence that I talked to a psychologist yesterday and today had the best session at the driving range that I have had in a while. I needed it. There's definitely something to connect to that. So Lee Westwood, keep it up because it is absolutely working for you. Can he contend this week? I absolutely think that he can. He's 43. He's not too far 47 47 oh my god he's 47 and one thing to note Mm -hmm. he did play augusta yesterday and tuesday so Mm -hmm. he played 18 holes on monday and tuesday with his son who will be caddying for him at augusta in like 20 days or whatever well that's interesting so a couple things you can see that way is when he's probably tiring out could tire out and two his mind is not entirely on this tournament it's already thinking ahead to 20 days from now yeah i mean he's played a shitload of rounds here so i mean it's it's probably not something to be you know probably probably don't want to overlook it too much i mean you know the the man's played a lot of rounds at this course he's done pretty well but Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, you know, basically getting in there Tuesday night or like Wednesday morning or something like that generally doesn't bode too well for most. But a 47 year old Lee Westwood, I'm sure mm-hmm. it doesn't really affect them too much. Absolutely. So let's move on to the meat of the episode. And that is talking picks. I am off this week. I know. So no picks for me. I said I wasn't going to do anything this week and I'm going to stick to that. I'm going to I'm here for the episode and that's about it. I may blind tail because, homie, I trust you. So let's review what it is that you've got. Last week, you distributed your $100 into 10 bets. This week, I see only eight. So let's talk about those eight starting first with your top 20. The first one up on the board that you got for a top 20 is Shane Lowry. You are allocating $20 to that at plus 237. His stats, they're not really impressive. He's 60th in strokes gained off the tee, 42nd in strokes gained off the approach. Not particularly good at putting, but he is coming off an eighth place finish at the players where he gained strokes in every category. What has he thinking that he can replicate that success this week? I mean, mostly it has to do with the wind. If anyone saw the forecast this week, it is going to be brutal out there. And if one player can turn things around in brutal conditions, it is definitely Shane Lowry. Um, Obviously wind can change at any time. And that'll be something I pretty much look at on Wednesday night or Thursday morning to, you know, whether to continue with these bets. But right now, if the conditions stay the way they are, I definitely like Lowry's game. You know, he's fourth in strokes gained in windy AF and moderate windy conditions, which is really nice. Mm -hmm. I mean, he won the the open under very similar conditions. 
So yeah, I'm just kind of hoping he he rides in. He, he also has really good stats at uh, Jack Nicholas track. So. so now is wind expected for all four days or are we looking at maybe just one? Um, when I last checked, wind was going to be brutal every single day. But again, it's that Florida. Can change and it's Florida. Yeah. So then we are looking at Shane Lowry, top 20, plus 235. Another one that we are moving on to is Byung Hoon An at plus 375. Tell me how much I just destroyed that name. Probably not too too bad, actually. But um, <laughs> most he just pretty much just goes by Benny Ann. Benny Ann. He Benny has plus 375 to finish in the top 20. He has absolutely great course history. He finished fourth yes. here last year, 36 in 2019 and fifth in 2018. He has not been playing well as of late in three straight events. He has lost strokes off the tee on the approach and putting. He missed the cut last week at the players, but he does have one eighth place finish from January at American Express. Tell me about him. He basically missed the cut last week because of hole 17 on Thursday. Well, that is if the, you don't oh. remember, if you have no idea what we are talking about, just go onto Twitter, type in what did he he had. He set a record. And I'm gonna tell you, no, he, it's he was one less than the record. He was one less, he was one yeah, short of the record. And that second. sounds awesome, but he was one short of the record for having scored the highest on hole 17, having shot, I think it was four balls in the water. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was carnage. It was carnage and it was amazing. And he he himself alone contributed to that over on how many balls would be hit into the water on hole 17. It was exactly it was so painful and yet really good to see at the same time, because, hey, these guys are human after all. Yeah. And like he's just a young guy, you know, like he he could smile after the round. Like, I mean, it is what it is. He even made a joke. Like I think it was Golf Digest or something said tweeted out a tweet saying, um, you know, tag a friend who would shoot an eleven, and Benny and tagged, tagged himself. himself. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, then, so then, what do we like about him this week, then? Uh, mostly, it's just the course history. He he's played this place really well, and I think he can bounce back. Like you know, having the week gave us some better odds too. So I I was already kind of looking at Benny Ann for this week because like he's always started out this course really nice. Like his 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 first two rounds are usually really nice, um, and sometimes he fades towards the end. But like you know, in in his last two tries, he he has got a top five. So I kind of wanted a little more. Um, but I think the price for top 20 is really nice. And uh, yeah, that's what we're going with. That's what we're going to roll with. And then next, take me to Vegas. We got Jonathan and Johnny Vegas at plus 420. He is the fire bet of the week. You are two for two on these 420 fire bets. So can Vegas keep it rolling? In his last four events here, he has finished 27th, 16th, 72nd, and 4th. He took second at Puerto Rico Open recently and only one top 20 outside of that at Mayakoba. So talk to me. Why do you like him for this event? Uh, the, the stats aren't that bad. Um, he's a really good win player too, which is something I, I really liked. Um, and, you know, Vegas is my favorite city. I always have a, a little bit of a bias towards <laughs> Johnny Vegas. And yeah, the, the T2 of Puerto, uh, Puerto Rico really, um, I, I really like that. And, and paired that with the history of, of uh, like his Jack Nicholas tracks is it was something that I wanted to go with. 
Absolutely. So I think we and, are good. And it was the only 420 bet on the table. <laughs> so we are limited. This is just a kind of recap of what this is. It started with Corey Connors. His odds were plus 420 to finish in the top 20. And well, he nearly won the damn thing. Last yeah. week, you ended up taking Kokrak. That ended up hitting also 420. So the best 420 odds, which is the only one up on the board, is Johnny Vegas. It's not a bad pick to roll with. This is what you're going to get. If you are forced to make a fire bet of the week, then this is definitely a good one to have. And then moving on to your final top 20 is Rory Sabatini at plus 500 odds. His best finish here was 17th in 2018, but he does also have two missed cuts and he took 35th last year. Recently, he has lost strokes off the tee in back-to-back events. I kind of see a lot of red. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to lie. This one has me a little nervous. His long odds at plus 500, that's definitely indicative, but why the risk here? Um, his, his like other Jack Nicholas uh, track stats are really nice. Um, he's also a fantastic win player. And um, I, you know, I, just, I just like the big swing in Slovakian. So you can kind of see a pattern with what it is you are selecting. Not only are you looking at course history and race and form, but more importantly, you are looking at players who play well in the wind. If it is going to be as gusty as the uh, sites are telling us, then yes, you definitely want to have a player who can handle it. And these four seem to be fitting in that groove just fine. So just to quickly recap, you have top 20s. You have Shane Lowry, Benny Han, Benny on. Benny Ann, <laughs> Jonathan Vegas, and Rory Sabatini. That moves us over to the top tens. And you have only two players up on that on the board for this. And it is Joaquin Neiman at plus 275. <sighs> Joaquin Neiman. He's definitely a hit or miss for me lately. <laughs> He's placed here just twice. He missed the cut last year, then 59th of the year before. He's 26 off the tee. His stats are really good, though. He's 26 yeah. off the tee. He's 15th in the approach. His short game is an absolute wreck, but he had yeah. back-to-back second-place finishes this year at Century and then at Sony Open. But in his last three events, he has finished 43rd, 28th, and 29th in his last three. Let me tell you a little bit about his iron shots because this is what has me freaking out just a little bit. He seems to have cooled off just a bit in his prior events. He was gaining 4.1, 2.8, 7.2, and 4.1 strokes with his iron shots. But in his last two events, he's gained just 1.2 and 0.4. So there's definitely some slippage there. He's kind of regressing just a bit. That is my only worry, but I do really like Joaquin Neiman. But tell me a little bit about him and why you feel confident about a top 10. I think it's more just a feel with Neiman. Like he's generally head and shoulders way better of a golfer than 99% of the people in this field. So that's pretty much what I'm tacking. He also has really good win stats. He hits a really low ball. Um, Like I think it was last year. um, He hit this like sting stinger driver. That was like one of the most gorgeous shots. It was just as if Tiger Woods was hitting the ball. So you know that that's one thing. Yeah, the great tee to green. His his jack track stats are also really good. So yeah, Joaquin Neiman. I'm a little bit. You say that he's a good iron. Uh, he's a good wind player. But is this not the guy that we took to finish in the top twenty? And he was tied for second at Genesis. And then the wind kicked in, and he shot a seventy eight. Yeah, it was just more to the course too though like much different course 
different time, different location. Hopefully he has that in his rear view, rear view mirror. And he can yeah, young guys can easily do that. Short-term memory. That is what you need for this course. And then that's what you need for this sport <laughs> for anything really. And then you've got your other top 10 is Shane Larry. We already talked about him, but now you have him for both top 20 and he is now also your top 10. So that means you're feeling real good about him. Spoiler alert. I'm also betting them outright too. Outright to any. The trifecta. And that does move into moving. He has two players for an outright. He did it last week. He did it the week before with Bryson. He did it last week with Justin Thomas. Can he do it again? Back to back to back. He has two players and that is Neiman and Larry at plus 2,100 and plus 2,900 odds. What? Why do you think they can win? Again, it's it's really just the field. Like this field is is very bad. It's the worst strength of field the Honda Classic has ever experienced. And you know, uh, Neiman himself, like he's just he's he's definitely one of the ball striker, the best ball strikers out there. Maybe the best ball striker out there. Mm-hmm. And you know, like if he said a couple bad rounds, whatever. I'm I'm not really gonna be too worried about that. And you know. Lowry showed some really good form last week. He, 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 Lowry's played some really good, um, like he has decent stats on Bermuda par 70s. So that was something that I, I really liked the look of too. I know, um, he cost me some money at the FedEx St. Jude in 2020 because he, he slipped into second, knocked, you know, one of my guys out there and cost me quite a fit, quite a bit in DFS. But, it's a new week. These guys are, are much better golfers than, than a lot of the field and anything can happen here. And, you know, if it's going to be a grindy event, I like Lowry. And if Neiman's ball striking stays on par, the, the fast green should help his lack of putting skill. And I said that I was going to be off this week and yes, I absolutely am, but I will just throw out there that I have placed one head to head bet. And that is actually Neiman over Adam Scott and I did this before talking to a charter. And so the fact that he is on him, well, now I feel a little extra good about this bet. So I'm going to have just the one. And that is Joaquin Neiman as a minus 150 favorite over. Are Adam you going to put the whole hundred dollars on that? Um, sure. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm not going to do anything else. I'm going to be, I have... While y'all are doing golf all weekend, I hope to be playing golf myself starting with a round tomorrow and go figure. I have to deal with some wind myself. It's supposed to be like 35 mile per hour gusts. So um, pray for me. (laughs) I haven't played in a few months. So I usually don't play during football season. Now that football season is over, now that the snow and the ice is melted and gone and the weather's starting to pick up, it's time to get back onto the greens and um, go figure that the one day that I do a tea time is going to be fucking, nope, can I cuss? Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be 35 mile per hour winds. Keep the ball low. Keep the ball low if I even remember how to do that. But I did have a good session today at the driving range, so I am looking forward to that. So while you guys have your golf to watch, I'm going to be playing golf myself here in Austin, enjoying the little break that I have. I'm not traveling anywhere, but it is a staycation, and I'm happy with that. So my one bet is going to be Neiman over Adam Scott, and that does it. There is, just to recap, 
what Charter has for the week. He's going to be posting these on Twitter, so you can make sure to follow him at Ant Charter on Twitter to see his exact plays, where the exact allocation of how he's distributing his $100. But for the top 20s, he does have Shane, Larry, Benny, and Jonathan, Vegas, Rory Sabatini, and then for his top 10s, he has Joaquin Neiman and Shane Lowry, and then to win the trifecta to close it out with Lowry and then Neiman at some really good odds. So hopefully one of those can hit. That would be a sweet payday, sweet week to cap off back-to-back outright wins. Um, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. But that is it. Make sure you follow me at Pamela M35 on Twitter. I'm going to be posting a contest up for tomorrow on guess my exact score. And you could win some Odd Shark swag. And then make sure to follow Ant Charter at Ant Charter on Twitter to see exactly what he's going to be betting. And then follow him, of course, for his round head-to-heads. Hopefully he can keep that fire going. But that does it for another episode of Sack of Stats. <laughs>